It's time for the Hemp Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Holy smokes. What, last week I had the voice, remember I had the voice thing? I was getting over that. I get home to Friday. I got sick baby. You get the Purdue game. Tear up the brackets. I get this Saturday. Oldest child gets the same thing. She's sick all over the place. Tear up the rest of my brackets and bets. Get to Sunday. Thinking I'm going to, you know, be able to relax. Whatever. Daughter's still sick. Baby's still sick. Sunday night, what happens? Me and my wife get sick. I spend two days out there. Great. I lost six pounds, man. Six pounds. I dropped a weight class. I'm crazy. I'm glad to be back, though. A lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. It's not exactly as timely. Um, <laughs> you know, because I think I was kind of looking forward to it because it was almost like therapy, I think, to come out here and discuss some of the things. And we still got some stuff to discuss. We'll get to it in terms of basketball. But I was really looking forward to being here on Monday and working through things. And unfortunately, my body had other plans. Uh, good show. We'll talk about that stuff and uh, a lot of other things that are happening here. It's exciting Wednesday, so let's get started like we always do with the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. What in the world happened to my voice at the end there? It cracked. Crazy. Uh, all right, let's get some Purdue news in here. Softball opened up at Bittinger yesterday, the 2023 season for the home slate. Uh, they split with Indiana State, though. Sycamores took the first game 6-2. to Purdue returns the favor uh, with the uh, second game 9-2, to the final there. Team is 15-13 and on the season now. They open up Big Ten play on Friday, and they'll be on the road at Nebraska. So they'll play those three games in three days over there. Then uh, they will return home on Tuesday. I'm sorry, it's Wednesday uh, they return home so that uh, they could face Indiana. And that'll be a doubleheader. That stinks are going to sneak a doubleheader in on a on a Wednesday. Is, it's, is it dead week next week or do we have another week? I know it's just spring break. Still, you'd like for, you know, your, your rival... You'd like for that if it's going to be a double header to at least be a double header on like a on a weekend that you can get crowds out for. What are you going to do? I don't get to make the schedule, and uh, Purdue probably doesn't get to make it either. 
Uh, baseball gives up four in the top of the ninth. They lose to UIC six to four yesterday. Evan Elbrook was rather beasty. Three for four on the day. Had a run. CJ Backer goes five and a third. Gives up two hits, one run, six strikeouts. That takes the squad to nine and ten. They're also going to hit the road to start Big Ten play on Friday. Although they're going to head to East Lansing. They're going to have another single game on Tuesday against Indiana State on the road before uh, they host Northwestern next weekend. That'll be your next chance to see them in Alexander. Congrats to Zach Eady, named a finalist for the Jersey Mike's Naismith National Player of the Year. That's uh, given by the Atlanta Tip-Off Club. He joins Trace Jackson Davis, Drew Timmy, Jalen Wilson as the finalists. Uh, I don't know if uh, Kyle got to this yesterday or not, but uh, Ryan Walters announced the addition of Marcus Johnson as the uh, Boilermakers' new offensive line coach. Three seasons at Missouri, two as assistant head coach and run game coordinator, filling a uh, sudden vacancy at that spot. And look at that, he's been here a day and he's already got a recruit. Another 2024 commit, Jaden Ball, 6'4", 265. He's uh, coming out of Carroll, Ohio. He was just on campus uh, for a visit. Didn't take long before he says, hey, I am coming. He's a three-star with uh, offers from Army, uh, Buffalo, James Madison, and Penn, according to our friends at GoldenBlack.com. No hockey tonight, but we do have the Pacers. They're in the great white north of Kanata to take on the Toronto Raptors. Toronto, nine-point favorite in that one. Uh, Duarte and Halliburton both questionable for tonight, but nine points would lead you to believe that they are not expected to play. Indy has won both of their previous meetings. Both of those were played in Indy. And uh, the Indy Star had this today, I was reading. The IHSA is looking to adjust its rules for classification uh, of uh, boys and girls hoops, baseball, softball, and volleyball. There's a widening gap in 4A between the top and the lower schools. So there was talk about going to five classes, but apparently dividing that up sectionals-wise would uh, lead to uh, a lot of traveling uh, during the middle of the week. Didn't look good. So uh, they're looking to readjust by enrollment levels, and then they'll freeze it there. 4A would be anybody over 1,400 Enrollment, that would include McCutcheon, Harrison, and Jeff. 3A would be 600 to 1399, which would include Westside. Uh, 2A would be 325 to 599. And single A would fall to 324 and under. That would include Faith and Central Catholic, although they're awfully close at uh, 296. It would eliminate the success factor as well. That would balance it out. 68 schools in class 4A. 101 in 3A, 116 in 2A, and 117 in Class A. There's some desire to move that 4A threshold up to 2,000, it seems like, but uh, not for sure that that would happen. Uh, If that were the case, McCutcheon would uh, slide down to 3A uh, along with uh, 29 other schools. Harris's listed enrollment is uh, just over 2,000 at 2,079. If this were to go through and be approved... Uh, we're looking at that going to effect in the 2024-2025 season. So there you go. 
That is uh, today's Need to Know News. Let's get back after it tonight and get our best bets in. I'll tell you, I feel like I am amazingly due here. First half unders, by the way, were very good to us during the tournament. A lot of really bad backdoor covers in this one. And a lot of really bad, just no covers. But first half unders were very kind to us. So I want to thank our friend Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network who came on and and preached that. I mean, if you listened, they straight up told you how profitable those things were going to be. So, uh, you know, no tournament games tonight. We'll work on some tournament stuff for you when we get a little bit closer to the weekend. But we're living in the now. We want to make that money now, so let's do it. Tonight. I don't know that I want to get into... I don't know if I want to get into basketball very much. I like to stick with what I know. Hockey's what I know. I like the Avalanche tonight. They're hosting the Penguins. Penguins look bad. They've lost their last three on the road. And they've lost their last three on the road by multiple goals. Avalanche very good at home, put a lot of shots on the net. So I'm just, I'm keeping it simple. I don't think this is a hard one tonight. I think you go ahead, you take Colorado. If you want to be brave and take the 60-minute line, that's at even money. You will also see Arizona and Edmonton. And Edmonton is the favorite to win that game. Arizona is a hot dumpster fire. Arizona also on the road in Edmonton, but at minus 450, I don't even want you to take the puck line. Don't take the puck line, minus 180. Just stay away from it. Only bad things are going to happen to you when you jump on lines like that. So fight that urge. I'll take the avalanche. We'll keep it simple. There's only two games tonight. I mean, if you want, I, honestly, because I've been playing catch up all day, I have not really dove deep into any kind of shots on goal. I don't think I had a chance to look at the lines for that yet. I mean, there's a couple on there that are bad. Sidney Crosby over two and a half shots on goals, probably pretty decent. Rantanen's probably got like the Penguins give up. They're like 27th in the league in shots given up. So guys like McKinnon are great, but man, at minus 145 to get five shots, that's frustrating. That's frustrating. I feel like the market's really caught up on these shots on goals. Goalie props are still great, but all these books keep on holding these things out until the last second, or they just straight up don't offer them in some of these games. Like, you'll get Arizona tonight, who is just literally, they are the worst 
worst in the league at giving up shots. Oh my gosh, they do have, they got Connor Ingram already up. Over 33 and a half. I still think they hit that. But yeah, it's getting, we're getting to the end of the season. Books are getting too dialed in on some of this stuff. Let's just keep it easy here. Let's take that money line. If you want, if you don't feel like you like minus 150, take the 60 minute line. Avalanche, that's my play tonight. Keeping it simple here. Why my whole body, my big brain, my big gambling brain recalibrates. All right. It's been through a lot the last week and a half. <laughs> I'm due. I'm due for a turn of good luck. So I'll keep it simple here. I'm not going to get greedy. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, man, I really thought by the time I got in here today, we would have processed the grief, the anguish, the anger that has been what happened to Purdue basketball. But clearly we haven't. Let's put some stuff in perspective. That's coming up next. Stick around. We got more Hammer Down show for you here. Coming up on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 The Hammer. We're back. It's the Hammer Down show on 1017 The Hammer. You can always reach out to me via the Hammerhead hotline. Text me 765 447 4080. That number again, 765 447 4080. Always love. Hearing your thoughts. I'm going to kill Kyle. He filled in, which is which is great. He straight, like, backed me out of every website I had a, uh, a password saved for. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks a lot. Um, oh, also, I want to remind you guys here, um, we did start a new Twitter account. We could not regain the old one. They just, uh, <laughs> Elon's no help. So please, if you get a second, uh, follow us. We're at the Hammer Sports on Twitter. You know, that's the new location. We're picking up the followers here. I'm trying to get it out there. I'm trying to send out follows to all the normal people we used to follow, all that good stuff. But uh, make sure you hit us up here, all right? And uh, again, that's at the Hammer Sports. That's the new handle. It's been, like I said, I. it's been a couple of weeks. It's killing me right now. All right. So, like many of you, it was a uh, it was complex weekend with dealing what you watch Friday. And even the heroes, Matt Ramos, Adam Shank, still couldn't quite liven up the mood. And I get it. And there's been so much finger pointing. Well, first off, look, here was the hard thing for you, right? You had to go through Saturday. And you had to suck it up after your team did something that's only been done one other time before. And that was a one seed losing to a 16 seed. It's hurt. It's painful. I get it. And then, you know, you got to eat it from all these other 
People that you don't even know, that don't even care about Purdue. And eat it from national journalists. You got to even eat it from some state of Indiana journalists. I know, it, it, it's hard. And so what you're trying to do as a fan is why? Why, why does it keep happening? Why do you have a, a team that has succeeded so much during the regular season but has failed to find the success during the tournament? And I get, I, I mean, first off, there was the, I, I understand over the weekend there's the, the fire Matt Painter people are going to come back. I, I get it. Regular season's not enough. you got to have success in March. Maybe you're locked into that stuff. I, I disagree. Now maybe the system's too antiquated. Again, that was the initial finger pointing. I just think you're you're crazy for doing it, and it's still happening. I, I got literally I got text messages the last couple of days. Oh man, these guys are talking about firing Matt Painter. Oh, these guys are saying Matt Painter. You know who I know who's not saying that kind of stuff? I'm watching the people that have played for him. I'm watching people who have uh, coached under him. I am watching people that are his peers telling you that you're crazy. You know, people that lived and breathed this game in and out. Not just yokels like me. Johnny on the bar stool down there. I mean, like, actually, people that, that this is their livelihood. They know what they're talking about. And they're telling you you're crazy. And people are still, oh, no, 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 no. Look. You can't win as much as he does in the regular season and, and not be good. You don't fail into that stuff. What, is it better for you to have like a like a 10 seed and win a couple games, get in the Sweet 16 and go, oh, hey, we overachieved as a 10 seed? That's, a, that, that's better? I, I just, I, I don't get it. People are saying, oh, the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten's fault. It's antiquated. That would be a great argument, except one problem. What the heck did they do all through the non-conference? I mean, did they not go out there and, and, and beat Duke? Did they not go out there and beat Gonzaga? Did they not beat Marquette? West Virginia, there's another tournament team. How do you explain that stuff away then? Look, this tournament is so much, it's about two things consistently, it seems like. Your guard play and the matchups. And Purdue ran into an awkward matchup for Purdue. Essentially, five guards, small ball. And all those dudes could attack off the dribble. We talked about it on that for, uh, on that uh, what Thursday when we were deciding who it was going to be, or Wednesday, we were you know right before we hit the tournament because I was off that Thursday Friday. 
I said I wanted Fairleigh Dickinson because I thought the size difference was just so staggering that Purdue should be able to get the ball in, give it to Zach, and score the points. And what did they not do for the last eight, like, eight minutes? A little bit of that is on Matt Painter. He should have been, I don't know how much more you can do to, to get them to get the ball to the inside, but that's what they needed to do. And that was also a team, too, that was the Ken Palm. Defensive, adjusted defense. It was ridiculously low. And those dudes are just straight bodying up everybody. It turned out to be a real bad matchup. And that's not something they played against all season. That's not the Big Ten being antiquated. I mean, who else is who, who else is running offense like that? Nobody over 6'5 or whatever the heck it was. Purdue just failed to utilize its advantage. The shooting, look, and the guard plays another thing too. And for as great as Fletcher Lawyer and for as great as Braden Smith, I thought, were early on in the season, the shooting got poor for them down the stretch, didn't it? I, I saw somebody post this up on uh, Knucklehead Central here. Fletcher Lawyer, first 18 games, three-point shooting, 37%. Back half of the season, 17 games, 24%. Smith went from 44 to 31%. I understand, too, and both of them were probably dealing with some ailments, too. Matt Painter tried to get as much juice out of him as he could. And it's not like he was didn't try to get more depth at the guard position in the portal. They got outbought. Nigel Pack was running a roll. $800,000 in a sports car. They want to come and they want to play for Matt Painter. But the money was too much. You know, I, there's, there's the whole issue, too, with the Wilson ball. And I'm not going to put this on, you know, on that. That's silly to do. But that ball is weird, and I don't understand why you just don't play... I guess what, what you're using something else because it's a better ball, but then you've got to go and use this thing in the tournament. I, a lot of good teams shot poorly from three in the first round and got upset. I was a good three point shooting team. They were terrible. Purdue was terrible. Iowa State didn't hit a three until like two minutes left in that playing game. Memphis shot the ball terribly. Virginia. They were 2 of 12. So I guess I come back to the point is, I, I'm still not seeing where this is all on Matt Painter. Does he deserve some of the Absolutely. He deserves some criticism for this. That's fair. Not saying you have to blindly, but the, to get rid of the guy who's... He took a three-star kid from IMG. 
seven foot four, which nobody wants to develop, nobody believes they can develop. And he developed him in the National Player of the Year. And the kid had only been playing high school ball since he was a sophomore. I think you're crazy you want to get rid of him. He's got to find a way to break through the next level. But darn it, the way that he has brought up some of these teams here over the last, you know, six, seven years. I know breakthrough's not there just yet, but I believe he's, he's at least earned the, the, the time and the patience to do that. All I hear is from peers, former players. You know, Robbie was on his podcast talking about he, he's not the one out there shooting 19% from behind the arc. It's not like it was just the two. Not, I'm not going to put this on Lawyer and Smith either. I mean, nobody, nobody was hitting. Nobody had been hitting down the stretch. I mean, the back half of the season shooting three, who, who was hitting over, you know, 30% of their threes? Maybe Mason. Payne's been telling you this throughout the entire season. It's not that they have to change anything. It's just they have to knock down the shots. If you have that many open looks and they're just not going down, I mean, you got to shoot your way out of it, right? Those are two options. Change or completely change it. But I honestly think in that game, with that height discrepancy, I found it inexcusable down the stretch to not be able to use Zach and his, and his height advantage. And now, you know, we, we try to move past that segment here. And now I, uh, I got one today that we got shows talking about Zach transferring to Kansas because they'll give him NIL money. Duke, they'll buy him for his last year. Seriously? I honestly don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I just, he, he doesn't strike me as the kind of young man that's going to go chasing, uh, uh, you know, a hundred thousand extra dollars or something, um, and, and turn around on the, uh, the, the guy that stuck his neck out for him there, developed him and made him the national player of the year. You tend to not just, you know, turn around for one more year and, uh, just six figures to go do that. I understand if he wants to go to the NBA. He doesn't strike me as that kind of kid, though. You're going to have to deal with the hot take artist for a while. You're just going to have to as a fan. I'm sorry about that. There's just a lot of people that wanted to see them fail for whatever reason. They don't like Zach. They don't like the way Purdue plays basketball. They just don't like Purdue because they don't know anything about Purdue. I, I don't know what it is. Just keep the receipts. That's all I can tell you. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. we got the uh, folks from Purdue Sports uh, on here with us, and uh, they'll tell us about a uh, weekend on campus, what you can get out there and go see, weather permitting, hopefully. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. Coming up next, it's the Hammer Down Show. Always a pleasure having those guys on. It's going to be a rainy weekend, too, right? It's nothing but rain this weekend. I think it might be nice on Sunday.
still, you get out there and, uh, and, and see tennis. Hey, I'm a fan of the women's tennis team. I think they slipped down a little bit, though, in the rankings, didn't they? I think I saw the tweet, and again, I missed it because a bit busy. But they're 11-2. I think they're, like, in the top 30 still. They had that loss at San Diego State on Friday. That's what uh, dropped them down. But it was it was a 4-3 loss. I mean, they're rolling. Ohio State on uh, Friday, and then they're back at home on Sunday. And Schwartz is indoors. And it's free to attend. So there you go. Um, early stuff out of... Purdue football practice. I, I know uh, Kyle and I have not had a chance to go back and take a listen to it. Uh, had talked to uh, Tom Dean Hart uh, a little bit about that. I, I'm excited about what's going on over there. It seems like the team has a good vibe. Um, I'm I'm calling my shot. This is this is the Nick Carraway season. I am a unapologetic Nick Carraway super fan. I have been ever since we had him on this show when he committed. That is my dude. I'm interested to see you know what this uh, Hudson card situation is going to look like. I'm interested to see how the wide receiver position pans out. You remember we still got Garrett Miller? Yeah. I think I brought that up with Tom back in. Maybe when we were talking about the uh, bowl games and stuff like that. I can't remember. But I brought that up, and Tom's like, yeah. Almost forgot about him, too, because he went down with that knee injury right before the season. That elevated pain Durham uh, to that that, that top spot, and look how he did. But Garrett comes back. How how does that work in in, that offense? It's just a lot of exciting potential. It really is. I've been impressed with the early returns here. I'm impressed with a lot of the names that are coming onto campus. And to be honest, I, look, I think this is a a coaching staff that a lot of times we'll talk about. This is not the easiest place to recruit to because it's in the it's in the middle of Indiana. It's not like it's a big city. Yeah, you can drive up Chicago. Yeah, you could, you know, drive down to Indianapolis. And what's an, it's an engineering school primarily. There's plenty of options and stuff here. It's it's not the biggest campus in the world. It's not the sexiest name on the front of the jersey. Standards can be high here too. Sometimes it's not easy, but I'll tell you what. I honestly think, and and we'll see how this next recruiting class starts to shake out, but already off to a good start. I, I may have to switch my understanding of that paradigm a little bit. But I love the energy that I've gotten so far from the staff, Um, you know, Purdue's been doing a good job putting out these little videos and stuff like that, getting you hype. 
you want to see, you know, round two with Devin Mockaby. I guess there's that there's that unknown, right, that gets you excited. That's all that potential. The sky is the limit here because you don't know what your expectations should be yet. That's a great place to be. I think it's it's one thing to have uh, those high expectations because you know what's coming. You know, you, you piggyback off of last year. You, everything seems predictable. You had so-and-so in the mix here, improvement from here and here and here, and then, you know, this is going to be great. But, I mean, this is... You got some pieces, but you've completely redefined what's possible with the with the whole new whole new coaching squad, and you've been excited all the way through that uh, bowl game about uh, what they're adding: offensive coordinator, defensive, the, the, the whole coaching staff. I know we went through that phase where you know a lot of people were very upset who was still here, uh, coaching wise. Worried about ulterior motives and things of that nature. We got through it, didn't we? But I'm very, very excited about this. And um, I haven't seen much of the reports of the day, probably because what they wrap up are like around 3.30, I think. So sure, Tom will have another great uh, deep dive here. I, I got to connect with him. Like I said, I'm still digging out of a hole after being out here for two uh, for, for a couple of days. But boy... Uh, the things that I've seen early, the things that I've heard early, all seem very promising here. I, I, I don't think I've been as excited for a football squad here at Purdue. I mean, I, I was excited when we got Coach Brom, don't get me wrong. I think I'm more excited now than I was for that hire. Just feel like you see it with the with the names that are on the campus, and of course you got to close those. It's one thing to get them on; you want to close them, but the fact that they're coming onto the campus is a big step. So I'm very excited to see this, uh, what this product looks like. I know we've got a little bit of time here before we can go out and see them in that. Uh, you know, spring practice, it's not quite, it's April 22nd out of Folk Field. It'll be interesting to watch that. I'm just, I don't, if, if you don't get that little bit of a tingle going here, just thinking about this uh, football team, I don't know what to do for you. Like I said, endless possibilities right now. A lot of that is just because, like I said, you don't know where to put that bar at just yet. You might be dreaming a little bit. You don't know where the flaws are yet. You don't know where you're going to be a little short-staffed, but the possibilities right now are endless. Great place to be. A lot of excitement. I hope they keep it up. I, I really do. Pulling hard for the staff in this uh, in this uh, squad. Yeah, September can't come fast enough. All right, we're going to take our last break. Hang tight. We'll come back. Things we missed and more next is the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer, 1017. <laughs> It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Again, hey, make sure you give the uh, new Twitter a follow here. It is uh, at The Hammer Sports. Yeah, like I said, uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks. We got hacked. Elon won't give it back to us. We got to start anew. So follow us. We're at uh, The Hammer Sports. It's. Uh, 
It's a good follow. It's it's the exact same thing, right? You get all the uh, great interviews, the shows, and all that stuff. Uh, we'll put them all up right there for you. Easy to find at the Hammer Sports uh, on Twitter is uh, an easy follow. Uh, by the way, thank you for texting in today, Phil. Phil says I blame Painter seventy five percent. All the other stuff twenty five percent. I don't care what his former players said. Other coaches know how to beat Purdue. Just like Katie can't win. The big one. Phil, thank you for uh, texting. Thank you for listening. As always, man, I uh, I do appreciate it. There you go. All right, time for some of the things that uh, we may have missed. I don't know, and maybe it's just that I'm not in the conference. Because I was trying to equate this out, and I never quite got to it. But all of this Ed Cooley to Georgetown stuff. It is a little weird, right? Like to get, to, to leave in conference for something. And I understand if it's like a, a bigger and better job. And I know the national guys are all telling me that, you know, Georgetown is the, the bigger and better job. I, When's the last time Georgetown's been like super relevant? You, you've let one of your own sons go. It, it, I don't. I, I'm. I'm really having a tr- like. I, I don't know who to blame here. I mean, Georgetown literally let go of. I don't like, I see what I mean? I can't, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I'm like, is he like a, a Judas just for leaving? Is he, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make, it, it just, it, it blows my mind that somebody will leave their alma mater like that. Be so excited for it to take on this Georgetown team that just, When's the last I they got Ewing is gone. Uh, I understand Ewing had to go. I'm not debating that, but like when what is the last time they've been to the tourney once in like the last seven years? I don't understand how it's the bigger, better program at this point. Meanwhile, you, you build up Providence as something pretty darn good. I guess the money talks. It's kind of sad to see, to be honest, though. I hate that it ends something like that. This just doesn't, something doesn't seem right about it. But at the same time, it's like you get offered a better job at a competitor. Uh, what do you, I guess I need to wrap around my head. I need to wrap my head around the fact that Georgetown is supposedly the better the better program. And I can't quite get there just yet. That's going to do it for us on the show. Uh, Come on back tomorrow. We'll line up another great guest and uh, we'll talk more local sports with you tomorrow on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com.